Welcome to Cabin Minutecast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one fish-eyed minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Molly Balin <laughs> of com, And we are welcoming back a special guest today, Jonathan Howell of Minute Impossible. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome back, Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here talking about Marty. Marty's the best. Yes. Marty is the best. Yes, and in today's episode, we're covering minute 50 of The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Marty discovers the spy gear from Master Control in his room. <laughs> yeah, we got you on a, a bit of a spy spy time minute here. So Yeah, that's what we call it, spy time. <laughs> <laughs> we love spy time. Uh, and our show is big on, we have a whole, a whole section called Tech of the App where we talk about technology in the uh episode in the mm. minute they're reviewing this one is lousy with it we've got we've got microphones we've got a control room we've got things happening on the back screen behind bradley whitford i forgot hadley. his name hadley yeah. hadley uh, behind hadley <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I love i love minutes like this because i'm a big fan of set design and all that all that kind of stuff in the background and all these sets are it looks like mm -hmm. nasa it's somehow mm -hmm. 1960s nasa but also incredibly uh, complex and sophisticated equipment. That's exactly what they were going for. They they said that they mm -hmm. were trying to go for like a tip of the hat to NASA, but also something else yeah. entirely. So yeah, these are definitely steely-eyed missile men. <laughs> they got they got the white shirts, the black ties, the whole thing. Totally. Yeah, it takes a bold man to wear a short sleeve button up with a tie. Ah. <laughs> oh, he gets Citizen does it though, mm, pulls it off. He does. He owns it. <laughs> he does. He looks like uh, he looks like Marty's dad from uh, Back to the Future. Oh wow! In the original, in the original right. timeline. Shout out to Back to the Future minute. <laughs> I was wondering if I may put Jonathan on the spot for a moment to do his Citizen impersonation. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wait, 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 hold on. I gotta... <laughs> Judah Buckner to the rescue. <laughs> it's not that it's, you're making, you're making it out to seem a lot more than it's just, no, it's you guys good. Just, it's really you good. Just really good. <laughs> I think you're just unused to hearing a man's voice on this podcast. And it has been a while, I will say. <laughs> oh my God, it's like the island from Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh my oh stars my and stars. <laughs> You're our Chris Pine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish. I'm barely Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we left off and Marty was just trying to secure the the window that goes outside to the outer world from Fine. the cabin. Rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> Rub it in. I didn't remember that Marty was closing the window. I, know, I see. I see how this works with guests. Oh, ma'am. And he backs that backs that ass oh, up earth. into a. 
into a lamp, (laughs) (laughs) knocks it over and makes a discovery. Yeah, this room is full of, is lousy with lamps. There's like three of them. I guess it is a wood cabin, so. Yeah, he it's it's one of those things I, I'm I'm of two minds on this part of the movie because he knocks over the lamp and there is inside of it the biggest camera with the biggest cord I've ever seen for spy craft. Totally. <laughs> and, and and when he and when he when he finds it, I, I I'm of two minds. The, the 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 negative is it's like control room, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> You can't put this somewhere else. You can't put it in the corner where no one will ever touch it. You put it into something made out of pottery that can easily be knocked mm-hmm. over. I. This is one of the things about the cabin in the woods I don't understand. Everything in that cabin should look old and gross, but should not be. It should all be state-of-the-art right. stuff. Like when you knock over the lamp, it'd be funnier if the lamp just stayed a lamp because it's it's like reinforced to be used again for something else. Right. Instead, it's like a real lamp with that they just jammed that thing into that uh that microphone and uh, camera. Yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of in um, when you see in movies or TV shows and somebody's like, "I'm going to use the nanny cam to catch my husband cheating on me," and they stick it like in the super obvious spot, and it you wonder how anybody's not seeing it. Like it looks that big, that obvious. And where on the lamp do you think it was if it has a camera on it? I can't quite tell. It looks like it was sitting inside of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't yeah. quite tell from uh, the shots. It, he pick when he picks it up, it's just loose, as if it was just you know it was probably I'm sure it was sticking out of one end of it, right? You know, like a. Like a peephole in a in a door. I love mm-hmm. how they use the light from the lamp to light up his face while he's mm-hmm. looking down at it, and he's like, "Huh? <laughs> like this isn't what I thought was going to happen when I looked down at a lamp. <laughs> like what? I mean, are we are we pretty sure he is high, like of his own oh, accord? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's he's high as a kite right now. He's right? high the whole okay. movie, I think. Okay. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the gist of the movie is that he's high, and that's why he his yeah. own high counteracts all the control room high they've been trying to pump into him for the past however long this movie's been right, going on. Right, right, right. 50, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he does, yeah, he does have looks that say stoner dude, but really it is that stoner dude that's going, oh, all the paranoia I had is real like everything i've been saying is Mm -hmm. i'm not full of shit guys this is real and i'm seeing it right now right in front of my face i actually wanted to weigh in on this stoner culture stuff you guys did an episode way back on minute 37 about like what would be the modern stoner because you were talking about cheech and chong right 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 Mm -hmm. yeah and when i was listening to it i was like I hadn't thought about this, but all your examples were exactly what I was thinking, but I had the benefit of being able to not be on the microphone and, and to sit there and think for a few minutes. And I think to me, the, the, the most modern reference to the, like our modern day Cheech and Chong, cause you know, they make a Cheech and Chong reference, which is outdated in 2005 by, by 25 yeah. years then. Uh, I think now it would be Seth Rogen and James Franco mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. Pineapple Express because mm-hmm. All the people I know that smoke weed love that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, they don't mention Cheech and Chong. They just, 
that's like the up and smoke right. contemporary movie is pineapple express. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that Marty is the, he's the Seth Rogen. Well, he, he's in between because he's not Seth Rogen, but he's also not, he's not the fool yet. He's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the fool, but he's also the jester and he's, he's in between James mm-hmm. Franco and Seth Rogen. So he's not, he's not the cool pot guy. Cause that's James Franco. And he's not the complete burnout. Mm. Who's Seth Rogen. So I, I like who Marty is in this minute. And I like that. It's the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of Marty becoming this character like this. Mm-hmm. I've always been right. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. I might be stoned, but it actually mm-hmm. I, for, for once in my life, I'm correct. I, I, I really like I really like the way this actor portrays Marty. Mm-hmm. He could have easily have done a, a shaggy. Right. Impersonation. Right. And instead, he's this interesting, introspective guy who just happens to hang out with the the way this group dynamic works is weird anyway. But, you know, he he happens to hang out with incredibly handsome, fit people. (laughs) Alpha males and even the people who are not alpha males are they're actually alpha males. You know, they're none of these people in a room would ever not be able to talk to somebody. They all would be talked to. They would all be popular. He's the only one who's truly an outsider. Mm. So, yeah, I love it. He's holding up the cord and sort of staring off and it feels like he's having this epiphany of, oh, my life is what I thought it was. And like, I guess on the one hand, you could feel like, oh, it's good to be validated. But then on the other hand, it also means that life might be as shitty as you thought it was going to be or something, you know? Mm, yeah well he's definitely smelled a rat the entire time he's been here right right and now he finally is like yeah i'm not fucking crazy what the Mm -hmm. fuck that door Mm -hmm. just locked yeah now i'm stuck Mm -hmm. in a room with cameras right yeah and and i think we're picking up here of the confusion and the slow dawning realization and then also relief that we get at the very end of the minute until he gets pulled out but yeah that relief of oh my gosh maybe this really isn't this like completely horrific outside of any kind of realm of possibility that i could ever imagine type of situation it's reality tv which you know i can kind of that's palatable to me and so it this is a really good it's just amazing to me from like a writing perspective about how quickly we can shift tone in a minute you know go from you know, all of this exposition we've had up until this moment, and this is his dawning like, yes, I'm right. But, you know, like Heidi was saying, Jesus Christ, what at what cost? Yeah. You know? And in between, I think, again, we get this like nice contrast of going back and forth between where the guys thought they could be relaxed and eat popcorn for five seconds, but now they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is really what the harbinger was kind of saying to them was like, things are not going to go as smoothly as you think they are like he called them to warn them to be on high alert and they weren't and this is going on and they're having to this is unexpected until you know until we get judah buckner to the rescue as we said judah's on his way he's gonna save the day (laughs) can we get another clean (laughs) clean audio on that Judah Buckner to the rescue. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I need to have you both on my podcast all the time so you'll laugh at my stupid jokes. Cause no, it's amazing. It's really it so yeah, we'll be there. It's it is spot on though, like legit. It's totally legit. But I love I I, I like the I like this is still I've I've already mentioned it once, but the, it, this is such a nod to the Evil Dead, and they're the original cabin in the woods in Evil Dead, and mm-hmm. I love that he goes to pull the camera, and not only is the camera attached to a lamp, there's a giant cord right. that goes runs up the wall and up into the ceiling, and <laughs> again, this is like guys, you've got to do a better job. They make bugs now. It's 2005 when this movie is made. You you gotta have some battery powered bugs, or at least like paint some wood grain over it or something to hide it. I mean, it, it doesn't even seem hidden, like you're saying. He just yanks yeah. on it, and it's just like you know around the top of the ceiling. And this house seems to be actually really well put together, even though it looks like it's all rickety. You know, it's a fake house with automatic locking doors, and everything's metal underneath. So. I don't understand why the outside is Huberous. so slipshod and, and, Huberous. and lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, we need him to figure it out because that's. Mm. No, it's true. Yeah. These guys have been eating sun chips and looking at boobs. They haven't been taking care of business and this is what you get. So, yeah. And I do like the the that little moment, like you said, Molly, of he says, I'm on a reality TV show. My parents are going to think I'm such a burnout. You know, it's this great little like. It, what do people what would people think of me if they saw me doing this oh yeah they'd think i was a, a burnout because i've been <laughs> smoking pot and drinking beer and looking like a stoner and and then we get one of those excellent minute breaks i don't know how things have been for you guys on minute impossible but i always think it's just so fun to see what happens right at the you know right where the minutes break and this very last second yeah we haven't had that many yeah we haven't had that many uh in between talking you know like where they're saying a sentence like they're like and now we've and then it stops they usually actually finish the sentence Hmm. (laughs) we've been like this is pretty easy yeah that's cool Here's some fun stuff that I found. I'm 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 really interested at second twenty-five, right after here comes Judah Buckner to the rescue. There is a scene where Hadley is asking to get a um a a, a shot. He 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 wants drugs pumped right. into Marty immediately, and he's going going to make a call for uh, 500 cc's of Thorazine. And he asks for 500 cc's of Thorazine, and right then is when Citizen says. Judah Buckner to the rescue. So, and if you look on the back screen behind Hadley, you can actually see all the drugs that come up on the screen. Right. Like the second he asks for it, four drugs come up on the screen in the background. Mm. Well, first of all, I wanted to talk about these drugs. May I talk about these drugs? Please go right Please ahead. Do. I have tons of notes about them. First of all, you cannot give a human 500 cc's of Thorazine. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know what cc's are 500 cc's is a third of a liter oh my gosh of of liquid one that of any any drug will kill you <laughs> i'm pretty sure and also thorazine is an antipsychotic, and mm-hmm. it does cause sleepiness so i kind of understand where they were going with this and it's also used mm. for people that have manic episodes it is a calming agent but this would kill him <laughs> And it reminds me, uh, the uh, the second he said, I was like, why do I know what Thorazine is? 
And I was I, I had to go and look it up. I had mm-hmm. to actually type in 500 cc's of Thorazine. First thing that came up reminded me. I was reminded of that Ghostbuster line where he uh, Bill Murray says, well, I knocked her up with 300 cc's of Thorazine, so she's going to take a little nap. When, uh, yeah, when, nice. When hopefully, hopefully Sigourney Weaver, well, this won't be the last time we talk about her in this movie. <laughs> yes. But yes. she gets possessed by Zool and she's knocked up with 300 cc's. That's still too much for a human. <laughs> so his first choice is Thorazine. Very odd. If you look on the back console, it says the next one is cortisol. Cortisol, when it is used, is hydrocortisone. So it's just an inflammation medicine, which made me think, okay, do they sometimes have to keep their uh, attributes alive longer because they have to be killed in a certain way? And do they sometimes give them beneficial drugs Mm. that actually maybe make the, maybe, maybe they were running from a zombie and broke their leg and now it's swelling and they can't get them where they need to. So they actually give them some hydrocortisone to, oh, and then amp them up yep. full of, you know. Right. Or if they're starting to, the horror is supposed to be killed first and so on and so forth until the virgin is left. Yeah. Maybe right. they have to slow down somebody if it seems like they're, they're in the wrong order or something. That adds a new, that adds a whole new level to this movie. If they're also, not only are they the instigators of all the evil that happens they're also there to make sure they have to come up with all these different drugs that will help benefit the person right. until they die because you you, you said they can't they can't do this mm-hmm. uh randomly mm-hmm. right yeah yeah i wondered about that there was a previous minute we were talking about where they're reading the diary and holden's remembering latin from 10th grade and you know we're just eh, it's, a, it's a theory but that was one of the things i was wondering is that that he had been enhanced to remember the latin so that's something that is benefiting him it's it's enhancing his ability to have the memory and to be able to read it but it's not actually fundamentally helpful to his life kind of like what you're saying where you know let's say one of the people who's not supposed to die right away gets severely injured because i don't know to a degree these guys obviously have a lot of control over the monsters once they get elite unleashed they can't give them a list of like people so you're not supposed to like take this person out and this person and this person it seems to be it's their job to control the situation so the people get picked off in the appropriate order. So I think that's a totally legit theory to say that, yeah, they may have to patch somebody up temporarily so they make it to the end to when they're supposed to die. Yeah, maybe fill them full of endorphins or even fill them full of steroids so they can like be a little stronger for a few minutes, mm-hmm. get them where they need to be, and then cut off that information, you know, cut off that drug. I, I don't know. There's there, this movie's playing fast and loose with the way drugs interact <laughs> yeah. with humans. Yeah. Between our secret spray in the last minute. And uh, now we've got him being given Thorazine that yeah. would just kill him or right. put him into a coma. And then the last one is uh, Rohiptase. And that name is, has another common name and I'm not going to use it. It's a horrible drug. And I went and looked it up. And once again, I think I accidentally went into the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> it's another horrible place but um yeah every drug on here is supposedly to manipulate your memory or to make you pass out but the hydrocortisone mm-hmm. is very odd yeah so that one that one stuck out to me the other one in there is uh pheromones so <laughs> right it just says pheromones which is lazy 
I'm like, what do you mean? You just, just put pheromones. <laughs> of what? <laughs> yeah, it's lazy that they just put pheromones. I didn't, you know, say that specifically, but I'm kind of one. I just, I don't even know what would be a chemical compound for pheromones. No, I don't either. It's like horny skunk juice. I don't know what you would call <laughs> I don't know other than that what you would like specific animal and or person what would you call it oh no yeah is that not what you guys call pheromones I'm always reaching for my horny skunk juice oh wow guys that's my that's my natural musk I appreciate you not making fun of it that just axe body spray isn't that just I wouldn't know I'm over 40 years old I have never put axe on my body though when you were a teenager what was the axe equivalent bod oh uh it's either old spice or dracar <laughs> yes dracar noir dracar. Yeah. but i didn't i didn't wear dracar i wore shout out to the cheap polo ralph lauren knockoff called on the rocks <laughs> i bought i bought like a i bought like a quart of it and I smelled like uh, Ralph Lauren polo, like polo, polo was its own yes, smell. I do have a friend that I remember from high school. That was his scent, his signature scent. Yep, that was. Oh, wow. Anytime my friends and I walked into a room, you're just like, okay. <laughs> I did used to work with a guy who wore canoe, and I remember that smelled really nice. What is that? I don't know. I just remember it was called canoe. It's empty on the inside. Water can't get in. It's like, what, you know, just like, there's, okay. If you smell like, if you smell like uh, Ron Swanson. Mm. I'm okay with canoe. If that's what canoe is, is canoe just ma- yeah? You made a little grunting noise there, Molly. No, that's that's me. That's a- oh, is that you? I love Ron Swanson. Oh, oh I love God. Ron Swanson. <laughs> like yeah. in a real, oh. like in a real like swoony kind of oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm straight as an arrow. That guy. Oh, that guy gets my gets my canoe going. Yeah. He. He's, yeah. a, he's all man. <laughs> I think I like any man that eats that much steak and is not Ill, Ill, illy affected. Mm-hmm. Yep. Steak and whiskey. That's two of my favorite things. Hallelujah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about this earlier in the minute. Uh, I think Molly might have brought it up. Uh, but uh, the fact that his his recognition that he he finally figures out, OK, I'm not crazy. I am being watched. Oh, my God. I'm on a. A reality TV show. And I love that because in 2005, reality TV had not been around that long. And so I'm sure when this was made that they were like, oh yeah, someone who's in this perilous situation would totally think they were in a reality TV mm-hmm. show. This is only five years after Survivor started. And that's so. still going on, isn't it? Survivor? Yeah. Yes. I, I guess so. Just like Dracar, just like uh, Dracar Noir, I'm uh, over forty. So, I have no idea. No, I know this movie was no, in post production hell, as you said, but it came out in 2012. So you're saying it was made in 2005? Correct. Oh, shot in 2005. Shot, yeah. That was a long yes. time. For some reason, yeah. in my head, I had been thinking mm-hmm. it was like a couple of years earlier, not that many. Wow. No, it, it got made, and then the production company, I think, went under, right. and the, so they uh, it wasn't bought until Lionsgate bought it, right? And wanted to put it out because I think they were sniffing around and noticing that this uh, Hemsworth <laughs> guy was going to be somebody. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, that's why this movie. 
once Joss, once uh, let's do two things. Once Hemsworth was Thor and Joss Whedon was on board to be directing Avengers, they were like, we right. have to put this movie out that both of them mm-hmm. did. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I somehow it'll make, it'll in my brain that. had misremembered 2005. So when you mentioned that a couple of times, I was thinking, was it really that long between? So, yeah. Yeah, it's shocking. It's six years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. In between yeah. this, he did that and read uh, Red Dawn. And yeah, here's your other movie fact. He you got Red Dawn because of the scene that comes up in a few minutes where he's uh, about to jump the ravine. Mm. They showed that shot to the executives and Red Dawn cast him as the leader because of this movie, which didn't come out. And then Red Dawn also got shot in 2005 oh, wow. and also didn't come out until 2012. Hmm. So his his career was on a major downturn when he got Thor. Trippy. He'd made two movies that had not come he out. Just... Yeah. And he's not even in this scene. He's not even in this minute. We're still talking about it. But the movie made, I mean, this movie made $66 million worldwide. So that's a ton of money probably for the budget. Oh, yeah. Movie. Although yeah, there, yeah. at the end, there are a lot of effects. So I don't know if they added that yeah. in. They had to do that last. I'm sure they did that later. Because I'm sure Joss Whedon in the notes is, you know, just says elevator lowers into room of many monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it had that it had to become thousands of monsters. The cavalcade of your favorite horror movie stars and yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite things in this minute are the lighting in, in the room, in the um cabin in his room, just the way they use what you know, kind of looks like the natural lighting of, of the, like you said, many lamps. And then from the camera looking up at him and the fisheye lens. And when we see Judah Buckner to the rescue, like somehow him walking up to the cabin, there's something about the lighting in that little section that I really like too. I think because the lighting's coming from the window and then there's like a split screen so even though it's just a split screen of the cabin this is at minute 28 ish mm-hmm. because they sh- they have the cabin in one from one angle and then they split screen it and show it from another angle it makes it for me look like a light is going on even though that's not really what's happening it's just the lit, lit windows are being shown this is also the first time we've seen the outside really since the movie st- since they went into the cabin and started using the cabin. I think we saw it when the Buckners became activated, but this is like, now we're into real horror lighting and everything. The tropes, we've got the Blair Witch Project. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice and creepy, classic, somebody creepy coming mm-hmm. up to a yeah. cabin look. <laughs> well, is there anything else from this minute that you guys wanted to talk about? I really just love Citizen's line. Uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> I, just, I just so resonate with that. I just, I, I, I just, I know that where you're like, oh, wow, this really isn't good. I'm not freaking out about it. But you're like, oh, fuck, like something bad is really going to happen out of this. I just like, I love the reaction. It's so different. And we talked a little bit about this last minute of, of Hadley being a little bit more reactionary, although he's been pretty chill up until just about now. But Sitterson is always just cool as a cucumber, all the way through. And I just, I, I love the style. Well, Hadley was chill until he ordered 500 cc's of drug to be pumped into a human. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Just fill him full of drugs. Fill him full of drugs. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, oh, now you need the chem department. I see how it is. Make him go to sleep. Make him go to sleep. 
Citizen is still invested in this, the, the, the plan working. He's like, no, no, it's okay. Everything's in motion. We got this. We got this. Yeah, he's a bit more zen about it. Yep. Not that it really helps them here in the long run, but in this moment, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. And then just to recap, we finish off with just right here at the tail end. Um, Marty is standing there holding the mic slash camera and saying, oh, my parents are going to think I'm such a burnout. And and he just has this wistful reality check look on his face and then smash. <laughs> yep. Never turn your back to a window. Yeah, for sure. A horror movie. And Judah Buckner comes smashing on through, smashing and grabbing. Yep. Bye, Marty. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so yeah so let's wrap it up for this one for for wednesday and jonathan you want to remind everybody where people can find your fine podcast um before we say goodbye for the night sure my uh, my podcast, Minute Impossible, you can find us at minuteimpossible.com. That's got our website with our RSS feed and all of our all of our episodes. You can find us and talk to us on Twitter at Min Impossible, M-I-N Impossible. And we talk mostly on Facebook at the Impossible Minute Force. Look up either Minute Impossible or Impossible Minute Force on Facebook. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back around this Wednesday. And uh, thank you guys for showing up for minute 50. And we will see you back at the cabin. Mm-hmm.